He breaks the teeth of the devil and frees us from his grip and power. He saves us from the misery of sin that comes with constant rebellion against our God and Creator. The Apostle tells us that God does this by calling people through the Gospel, separating, sanctifying them by the Spirit, and bringing them to belief in the truth. Since God has done everything, we confess that we belong to him. It is important to see the words of our confession in light of Romans chapter 6, where the Holy Spirit reveals to us that people are, are either slaves to sin or slaves to righteousness. Although many noble things are done by many unbelieving people, And although every day you are able to make many decisions that greatly affect the rest of your life, without Christ, every person is nothing more than a puppet burdened down with a sinful heart and the power of the devil. All people are naturally, after the fall, children of the serpent, unless their hearts are acted on by God. Jesus said in John 6, verse 65, No one can come to me unless it is granted to him by my Father in heaven. Every person is a slave. No person owns himself or herself. The big question then is, who is your master? And if a person has the devil as their master, he or she will probably never know this. Naturally, our hearts are evil. Our desires will never lead us to to seek God. When a person without Christ's renewing work in his heart does what he wants, he will choose exactly what is in line with what his master, the devil, wants him to choose. Living without any foundation in the truth or any knowledge or hope for the future A person lives their lives like this over an empty hole. That empty hole of knowing that one day they too will die. And then what? What can you do then but live for the moment? What can you do when you're enslaved by the devil but focus on the the latest scientific study or fashion or political idea as you try to find some satisfaction in this mixed up world that we are born into. The Bible reveals that under the wrath of God for their sins and rebellion, people who live as slaves to sin cannot find true comfort and lasting peace in their lives. The Bible reveals, however, that there is another Lord, another master, who bought us with his own precious blood. 1 Peter 1, verse 18. He bought us when we were unable to pay the penalty for our sins, when we were hopeless and helpless. The Bible teaches us that the holy God did not abandon us even when we rebelled against him, but in his unfathomable grace. And his love, he sent his only begotten son to pay the ransom for our sins. 
the Son of God, took on human flesh so that he could die for undeserving, ungrateful sinners. Our comfort is that we who believe in Jesus Christ are the very ones that he bought with his precious blood. They are the ones, we are the ones who belong to him. That is why we joyfully confess that we belong, we state it right first thing in the catechism, we belong with body and soul, in life and in death, to a faithful Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Jesus Christ bought us and we are his. We love because he first loved us. And when you profess your faith in him, you, desire, you declare to the world that you will serve, you are serving a new master. Now someone may wonder why it is a comfort to be a slave. Maybe there's a, a guest or a visitor in our midst and thinks this is maybe a little funny to say that, that you are happy to be a slave. Why do we confess that it is a comfort that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Master? Paul answers this question very clearly in Romans chapter 6, verses 21 to 23. When he compares life as slaves to sin with life as slaves to God. I'll read that to you. Romans 6 verses 21 to 23. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. One way leads to, to shameful behavior and death without hope. The other way in Christ leads to freedom from sin and rich benefits. Brothers and sisters, you can know that a master who makes such a sacrifice to purchase men and women for himself is a master who will love, protect, and sanctify them too. He takes very good care of his possessions. He made you. He gave himself for you. And you could put your own name there. In fact, it's a very good thing to do on a regular basis. He made you his own possession so that you can glorify God in your task and calling that he has given to you. This is real. This is life changing. You can wake up every morning when you see yourself in the mirror and you can know that that person you are seeing in the mirror, your face, your hair, your body was bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, according to God's eternal purpose. Your master gave you your family, your church, your task, so that in this place and situation in your life, 
you will glorify your gracious God. Brothers and sisters, we, we, we need to start and end each day saying, I am not my own. My body is not my own, but I was bought with a price by my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. I have value and purpose in him. He has shown that in the most clear way. I value and purpose in him and in his calling. And I will be content and I will trust in him. You see, the comfort of trusting in God after revealing that we may obtain the glory of Christ Jesus our Lord, Paul goes on to say, so then, see that in verse 15, so then, brothers, our faith in Jesus Christ, it comes with consequences. We know that we have been bought with a price. Every morning when we look in the mirror, we, we say that to ourselves, we think about that. We know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Master. We know that we have freedom from the power of the devil in Christ. So then, we will stand firm and hold to the traditions that we have been taught, either by the spoken word or by the letter. Standing firm, that means trusting in God no matter what we face. Peter talks about the sufferings we endure because of our faith. We know that there are places in the world where it is a crime punishable by death to convert to Christianity. Many churches that Paul visited were being attacked. Many people were being imprisoned and even killed for their faith. And when we see the same thing today, we are reminded of Jesus' teaching in Matthew 10 that we also read together. He said, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be as wise as serpent and as innocent as doves. And he goes on to warn, Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father, his child, and children will rise against their parents and have them put to death be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Although it seems like Christians are always the losers, we find comfort in God's promise that he will preserve us in such a way that without the will of our heavenly Father, not a hair can fall from my head. Jesus tells us not to lose hope or be afraid because your Father in heaven sees everything and knows everything and he is a heavenly Father. Even the hairs of your head are all numbered. We call it providence, which means that God upholds and governs everything in the universe. Nothing surprises him. Nothing happens against his will. Nothing is more powerful than he is. He knows more about your body and about your hair 
than even you do. You don't even notice if you're walking if a hair falls from your head. But we read, Jesus teaches us that with our Father, even the hairs of your head are numbered. You can trust that your heavenly Father will preserve you in such a way that all things work together for your salvation. What a beautiful confession that we can make. Our Lord Jesus bought you with his precious blood. And he will ensure that nothing in heaven or on earth will thwart his plans for you. Christ Jesus purchased you completely from from head to toe, from hair to foot, from soul to the sole of your feet. He is the one who will make sure that all things work together for our salvation. He He committed himself to preserving you unto eternal life. That's the promise of Romans 6, verse 23. And brothers and sisters, we can hold to this promise. God keeps his promises. We can hold to this promise whenever we feel alone, scared in our trials and our hardships. Even when you cannot understand how the trial or hardship you are facing can be good, God knows the whole picture. God will finish perfectly the work that he has begun in you. Trust and faith in God. That means giving up control and leaving the outcome in his hands. This trust brings us great comfort in our tribulations. The Apostle Paul reminds us that we are called to stand firm and hold to the the traditions that we have been taught. The traditions he refers to are the, the body of teaching that the apostles taught, which we today call the scriptures, which reveal the saving work of our triune God since the beginning of time. Our Lord and Master, Jesus Christ, to whom we submit when we profess our faith, he calls us to be faithful to his word no matter what, and no matter what the consequences may be. Trusting is giving up control. If that is the command, then that means we don't need to disobey God's commandments because we are afraid about how others will take it. My comfort is that I belong to Jesus Christ, the eternal King, who knows the end from the beginning. He knows the consequences of my obedience even before he calls me to follow him. And so my responsibility is to be faithful to his word and to trust that he will give me what I need for each day. Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 15 that you were called through the gospel so that you may obtain, it's verse 14, so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have been saved from meaningless vanity. Maybe you've read the book of Ecclesiastes. The picture in the book of Ecclesiastes which it, it, the book of Ecclesiastes describes 
so many meaningless lives that are just bound to temporary pleasures and sufferings on earth. Well, that picture is not the picture for us because we are able to see past this life. We are able to see the the big picture of eternity. As the Apostle Paul says, we have, and you can read the words we have in verse 16, an eternal comfort and good hope through grace. God's indescribable love for us in Christ Jesus is a healing balm for our hearts and souls that comforts our hearts in all the tribulations of life. Brothers and sisters, in whatever danger you may be in, in whatever hardship you may be passing through in your lives and in your families, whatever personal struggle you may be facing, remember that the trials are temporary but we have an eternal perspective. We have eternal life in Jesus Christ, an eternal comfort. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 17, the Holy Spirit shows that living with the eternal perspective, that will, it will comfort your hearts. It will establish your hearts in every good work and word. Jesus tells us in John 17, verse 3, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Do you know the only true God? Do you know Jesus Christ? Can you see the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your lives as he establishes your hearts in every good work and word? Jesus Christ says that is eternal life. It begins now. Although for a moment, for a time, We will have to struggle with our own sinful natures as we are attacked by the devil, tempted by the world. We are on an eternal journey that will not even be interrupted by death. Living with this eternal perspective, the Apostle Paul says in Romans 8, verses 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And again in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 16 and 17. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this, for this light, momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond comparison. Are words to meditate on, to think about. And the Holy Spirit reveals this to us and leads us by His Word to desire this glory with, with all our being. That's why we confess that He makes us want to live each day willing and ready from the heart to live for God, for what Christ Jesus has made us to be. The truth for all who believe in Jesus Christ has been determined from eternity and is clearly revealed to us in all the scriptures. 
Every day the Holy Spirit leads us to the throne of grace as we read God's holy word, as we, we pray to him for, to comfort our hearts for one more day on this journey. As we reflect on our sins and misery, God's gracious deliverance in Jesus Christ, and how thankful we are for all that we have in the triune God, then each day we can live in the joy of the comfort of our faith. Brothers and sisters, be comforted to know that you are not your own, but you belong to your faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, who has given his life as a sacrifice for your sins so that you can live in peace for all eternity with your heavenly Father. Be comforted to know that you can trust the one true God who made heaven and earth, that he sees you and he knows your situation. Be comforted to know that God has even removed the sting of death by revealing that those, for those who love him, death is just a door that leads to further life where there is no more sin or crying or pain. As we live for him, we may be assured of eternal life. Yes, comfort is a very good word to describe the Christian faith. It highlights that we are weak sinners in ourselves, that we need to repent of our sins and be encouraged by God. The word comfort reminds us that God took on human flesh to save us from our sins and misery, that he strengthens us in all our tribulations with the promise of the gospel and the Holy Spirit who leads us through God's word. The word comfort explains that we have peace with God, the creator in Jesus Christ, today and forevermore. May the triune God bless you with this eternal comfort, with this hope in all the temporary tribulations and sorrows of this life. And may you trust in God, your Son, and Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, wherever you may be. Amen.